You're listening to Grumpire with your hosts, Elvi and Andrew. Andrew! LB! Merry Christmas! Merry Bah Humbug. Oh, you're gonna be a Scrooge. Bah Humbug. <laughs> bah Humbug. Speaking of Humbug. Yeah, what what's up with this episode here? Well, <laughs> alright, forget forget that for a second. Forget that. The big important thing to do right now is to shill Grumpire Wares. Go to Grumpire.com, look around on there. You'll find a link to T Public's Grumpire page. It's tpublic.com slash user slash Grumpire. Why am I mentioning this now? I mean, we're so close. We're so close to the age old Xmas. Until the 19th of December 2021, there's a big old sale. Big sale. Big, big sale. Last sale of the year, so go get your wares. That's t shirts, mugs, prints, whatever. Heck, even masks, I think. Unless I didn't turn those on. But anyway. <laughs> So, but back back on to this. What is up with the whole grumpire, grumpy, humbug, humpire? Should we be called humbugire pyre? No. Humbug pyre? What? Humbug ire? No. This no. Humbugier. No. Hamburger. Hamburger? Also, we did do um, on our first year. We did do a humbug thing on the website. So go check out all these articles of people, our writers, who didn't like this or that christmas movie check it out yeah i it was my most lamented month of drawing images <laughs> for grumpire it was i couldn't stand it but it was fun to write those articles it was terrible to illustrate for them yeah go check out why i don't like home alone yeah i, I mean i did do i did do one that i, I like and that was garbage day that one. Oh yeah that one was a pretty good drawing but anyway that's popular that's a popular movie so who's our guest our guest on this episode is jessica scott who uh you may know from various film sites around the internet sites around the internet did you know that websites are on the internet andrew on the world wide web yes www.worldwideweb.com fear.com.com fear.com.com that's my favorite thing yeah jessica is with us she is a film writer uh she has recently very recently been published in a zine called hear a scream it's a horror zine she wrote about texas chainsaw massacre and that um that's an actual zine like physical in your hands Mm. yeah so something that we would like to do sometime which hopefully we'll be able to do that eventually but she's a writer for dread central uh manor vellum and uh she is actually content editor at film cred so she's got some pretty good chops there indeed also jessica is known in the interwebs for being a cosplayer and she does a great job with that so we are excited to have her on the show excited yes Hmm. well i hear tell last year 2020 we did a black xmas episode Uh uh-huh that was pro black xmas and here i am all like grumble grouchy grumble grumpire indeed about our guests take (laughs) yes so this is our christmas episode devoted to black christmas the flip side of last year's Black Christmas episode, all thanks to Jessica. It's all right. Jessica! What? <laughs> what? What? 
I've we, already messed up. What did I do? No, no, you didn't. No, no, you, no, no. I said what to Elby because she stepped on my I was just saying big, your name. suspenseful question, <laughs> which was, what, why don't you like Black Christmas 2006? Some people have expressed outrage. Is that Santa's reindeer? Over a Christmas movie that is this violent, this disturbing, and this raw. Our answer is, you haven't seen anything yet. Black Christmas. Rated R. Everywhere Christmas Day. Why? As I say grittingly through my teeth. And now I be quiet. As soon as I picked this movie, I've listened to the the episode defending Black Christmas twice now, and I'm like, I they're gonna hate me. Like, my <laughs> I'm gonna have negative Twitter followers. I'm gonna get run out of horror Twitter for this. <laughs> no, no, we're we're not fortunate enough to have that many listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> but I am backing off. I'm biting my tongue already. <laughs> Speak your case, All right. please. Okay, so, but I will preface this with, I have a lot of friends who love this movie, people I love and respect and don't want to hate me for this, but I I hate Black Xmas. <laughs> okay. I, I will also say one moment, yes. I'm interrupting, yes. to calm your trepidation towards saying your opinion. Yes. I, I repeat for the audience and for you, the age-old mantra, it's only, it's only a movie. A movie. Yeah. Yes. I don't hate people who love this movie. I just hate this movie. So I hope we can all agree to disagree yeah, okay. on this one. That that is perfectly fine. See, that is what we're here for. This is what why we do this podcast is because mm-hmm. we as film watchers, film lovers, we need to be able to not be afraid to say that we don't like something. Like even if even and if our friends like it. Yeah, and it's not a fight. Or if we do. It's not a fight. Yeah. 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 I, I like that a lot of the people I follow on Twitter are positive and they're like, eh, I don't really like trash movies. I want to talk about things I like. But sometimes you don't like a movie and sometimes you just have to be like, okay, I hate this and here's why. Like, you just have to get yeah. it off your chest. No, it's but true. Yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to fight with anybody because there are things I like about this movie. There are some things that I really like about it. So I'm like, yeah, I can totally see why it has fans. But ooh, at the end of the day, man, I just... <laughs> This All one's right. not for me. All right. Okay. okay. So what's so I'm up? making my case. <laughs> All right. So there are a few things that I just really hate about this movie. For one, it tries to hew too closely to the original. Like it tries to hit a lot of the narrative beats and do a lot of callbacks that just feel ham-fisted. Like in the original, you know, you've got Billy's creepy phone calls where he's got, you know, what your mother and I must know is and things like that. When Billy's stepdad in Black Xmas says that line, if you haven't seen the original you're like what the hell why is this guy talking so weird where did that line come from it doesn't make any sense it's just a callback that feels like it's shoehorned in out of nowhere a lot of the writing just feels lazy to me like it's very generic and by the numbers to me it's like oh let's take all these elements chop them up add you know three hours of sleazy backstory where we're supposed to sympathize with poor little yellow billy and (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, hate his horrible, horrible mother. But it's not sleazy in a fun way to me. It's just kind of sleazy in a dirty, boring way. Like, mm. I always want to take a shower after this movie and <laughs> not in a good way. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it's so grimy, but it's not fun grimy. And some of the kills are pretty spectacular. Some of them just feel lazy to me. Like, I will say, like, the icicle kill when the head falls out of the car, the ice skate kill, I'm a big fan. I, I'm a huge fan. And the cast is really good. This should be a great movie. Like bringing back Andrea Martin, having so many good cast members in this movie. But I it, just sighed a sigh of relief that you said the cast is really good. Yeah. Okay. I am very glad you said that. Yeah, they are. I mean, you can't, you know, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Michelle Trachtenberg, Katie Cassidy. You've got, so, you know, who else? Lacey Chabert. You've got so many good people in this movie that it should be like, one of my favorite slashers of the aughts but it's always a slog like the first time I saw it I saw it in the theater I was a huge Black Christmas fan I was like this is gonna rule I'm so excited I have never left a theater angrier and I saw cats in the theater (laughs) wow and (laughs) (laughs) wait you saw actual cats or the the movie cats cats. unfortunately or both not both there were no actual cats though there was this guy who started meowing for like 10 minutes straight and when nobody else laughed he just got up and left so that was fun. He <laughs> uh, was like, this is not my crowd. I'm out. Not interested. <laughs> Darn. But yeah. yeah. He also had a bunch of spoons and... And toilet paper and yeah. Yeah, it was... Yeah. Interactive theater. Yeah, it's gotta uh, love it. Interactive. Okay. <laughs> uh, spoons is the room where they yeah. spoons yes. at the screen. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, but yeah, um, we saw it when it came mm-hmm. out. I think maybe the day after it came out, so it came it's out Christmas, Christmas Day, mm-hmm. and yeah. then we saw it on the twenty sixth. I think. I think we did. I can't. I can't imagine actually just going from Christmas with your family <laughs> to <laughs> right this right. movie. Yeah, but I really did enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. But but I gotta say, neither Elby and I are really all that chuffed about the first version. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, we... we, we, we there are things, Yeah, we but recognize like... its importance. Mm-hmm. Did I say that weird? Importance. And and <laughs> its impact on, you know, the, the future of horror and, and slashers and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, yes, it's a good... It's very good. It's a good movie. Like, we don't... It's just... <sighs> I, is it the 70s yeah, album? I, I, I was hesitant to say that because it's sort of a cliche for us, I guess, because we don't really yeah. like 70s movies that much. Ah, uh, yeah. So, But there's um, a mise-en-scene, I think, that to it, that it's really murky and muddy and mm. kind of... And I haven't seen the restored version, and I don't know how corrected that is, if it's corrected at mm. all. I don't know. But I've only seen like a, a, a restored like DVD yeah. version of it. That's what I've seen, but not the like a Blu-ray. Yeah. Or anything. There's yeah. some like really cool and fun things about it. Like you know, I mean, Margot Kidder is iconic. Um, the oh, the yeah. sorority mother is iconic. You know, mm. so I mean, yeah, it's good. It's just not really our taste. When you say the cast of the the remake is good, and I was really relieved about that. They did something that they did with the original cast too. They're not generic girls, right? Sorority girls, right? Type. Yeah, yeah. They're all unique characters, like in the first one. So I, I found that to be good yeah i just really good especially since margot kidder is like chewing scenery and then you have <laughs> the demure uh olivia hussey doing her thing all right. like nice girl and they're very unique to each other in the scenes now that's what i find in black christmas as you 
have heard in the previous yeah podcast about it. Yeah, I just don't think we get enough time with the girls. I think there is way too much time spent with Billy and his overwrought backstory. It just... God, why? I just don't like I re- I revisited this movie last year because I was watching it for another podcast on the original Black Christmas. And I was like, OK, I'm going to watch all three movies, you know, 2006, 2019. And I was like, you know, maybe I just didn't give it a fair shake the first time. I was too worked up comparing it to the original. I'm just going to watch it with an open mind. And oh, I hated it again. <laughs> I just I really tried. I really tried. I mean, like I said, there are some good parts. There are some good lines there's some good kills you know i like the characters i like the cast there's some cool imagery like the very end after billy has been killed and his colored silhouette kind of moves with the christmas lights that's mm-hmm. a really cool touch and i give them credit for like a pre-scream forward defibrillator kill you know <laughs> credit where credit's due but overall i just think it's a mess i really do <laughs> yeah. now now the backstory part i noted today lb and i were doing some brushing yeah. up that's it about this and i, I noted that so i'm a I'm not a fan, right, of true crime, but I know a lot about mm-hmm. it, especially serial killers. Uh, I, it's something that interests me, the psychology of it. And I noted to her before we did some brushing up that this story seems to be like Edmund Kemper. Yes, like yes. How he was create. He wasn't born a monster, but the situation that his mother put him through mm-hmm. created this monster of absolute resentment yeah and so he became the serial killer that was absolutely horrible and he's a villain a human villain Mm -hmm. now and it's his fault that he went and did that he's not a sympathetic character but when you learn about the history of the serial killer you're like oh so the (laughs) oh doesn't justify but it makes it understandable to a point not justified understand yeah so (laughs) when we did the the brush up we watched a thing that confirmed that this story was actually inspired in part by the edmund kemper way that he was brought up yeah now they rejigged the whole abusive mom thing and that he was raped Mm -hmm. by her and thus his sister was uh born from her yeah that's really rough stuff yeah (laughs) but i felt like holy crap I was on the right track to say that it seemed like it was inspired by because it was. Yeah, 100%. So maybe there's a darkness to it that even I didn't even notice. I mean, I noticed the analogous way that it was, but I didn't know that it was actually inspired by. So maybe there's a darkness into it that you picked up straight up. That's why the sleazy, yeah. you want to take a shower yeah, right after. Yeah, because like, yeah, if you read up on Edmund Kemper, it's like his mom was following a manual on how to raise a serial killer. And right. that's what Bi- yeah. Billy's mom does in the movie. But right. it feels like they're yeah. trying to be cheeky and fun about it without any humor. So it's like, oh, isn't this zany? Look at me raping my son mm. and raising a serial killer. That's... And is it the camera angles on that? Possibly. I. It just. <laughs> is it like? Is it the? Oh, hold on. There's like a visual punchline yeah, sort of situation yeah. here. So like the punchline of he's eating the cookies. Yeah. That's a punchline. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a joke, but it action movies, musicals, comedy, every genre type of thing, except for maybe dramas. Any th- beat is the punchline, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they follow similar kind of rules. The reveal of the cookie cutter Hello? cookies that he's eating, which is skin. So I think maybe you're picking up that it's literally presented as if, ba-dum-bum-tsh. 
Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like it feels like it's aiming for a tone that feels inappropriate to me. Like it wants to be this snarky slasher kind of like this Uh kind of postmodern, like aren't we cheeky thing, but it's presenting all these horrible things in a way where it feels like I'm not supposed to think it's all that horrible. Like I, it just, it goes for this weird tone that just never sits right with me. It just feels wrong. And I I don't mind wrongness in a horror, but Mm -hmm. there's just something so awful about it that doesn't work you think it kind of glorifies it or looks up to it in a way or kind of like i don't think they're saying oh there's the mom isn't so bad i don't think that's the case it just it feels like aren't we having a good time at the movies watching this son i'm mean, watching this uh. mother rape her son like and i'm not saying you can't have a rape scene in a movie i'm not saying that at all but there's just something about the way the movie approaches it and kind of it just lingers too much it te- seems uh. to relish in the abuse and the tawdryness and the sleaziness in like I said in a way that's not fun you know you can have sleazy dirty movies that don't feel good but they're usually not presented like this movie is it just it always rubs me the wrong way how much time we spend with Billy how much time we spend with his mother the way it's shot the way it's lit there's just something about it I mean I'm I'm a terrible podcast guest because I just keep (laughs) coming down to it just feels wrong it just rubs (laughs) me the wrong way it just doesn't they're trying to do it in this cheeky fun funny like oh aren't we having fun watching a slasher movie way when to me you know like the original it's legitimately scary to me and we can infer a lot of Billy's backstory just from the things that he says and you know I'm never a fan of giving too much backstory when it's unnecessary and in in my opinion it's completely unnecessary in this movie um it drags the movie down from a pacing perspective it drags it down like I don't Billy never scares me I don't care about Billy like I don't feel bad for him mm-hmm. like but what about Agnes I don't I don't feel bad for anybody in this movie like I don't care about anybody in this movie I just it feels like the movie just wants to wear me down and make me wait for the end <laughs> I, I am gonna say the red herring of the boyfriend who's trying to retrieve his ne'er-do-well mm. uh, porn uh, that he recorded of some other girl than him and his girlfriend that subplot red herring thing wears thin every time I watch yeah. it since the first viewing of it. Yeah. But I don't have, obviously, the strong reaction that you do to the rest <laughs> of it. But I do think that that character also, since he's so resentful of the them, because he's, I guess, a townie. Right. He, he's just, yeah. it almost comes out of nowhere because he's not presented that way at first. And then it kind of turns and he gets really mean. And I think yeah. Eve... Uh, I think Eve is a good red herring because every time I watch this movie, because I had I hadn't seen it in like fifteen years, so I was like, "Oh, Eve is totally Agnes." I mean, her her last right, name yeah. is Agnew. Like, I'm like, "Oh, yeah. Eve is Agnes. That's a good <laughs> twist." And then she gets killed so fast that I'm like, "Oh, well, never mind." There goes the right. one interesting thing oh. about the movie. <laughs> Super interesting. I think we noted before. Uh-huh. Uh, what's the line? Merry Christmas. I got this for you since it's since you, since you like yeah. the Bible. So yeah. much. Right. 
it's a unicorn, unicorn yes. which is really funny it's so funny and it's such like a such a good callback like oh shit this is Agnes and then no sorry <laughs> I think you're right about there should be more time spent with uh, the girls because they are genuinely entertaining mm-hmm. Crystal Lowe is really funny like really funny. Yeah. yeah she's the lush she's, she's, she's Margot's character yeah. but they don't yeah. Um, yeah I definitely see what you're saying about Billy that that whole ordeal with um yeah you know it does make you feel bad i think it should make you feel bad i don't think that it's to me i don't feel like it's uh, making light of it but maybe camera angles might look too cool for it i don't know (laughs) maybe yeah i mean maybe would you uh, it's kind of a cartoony way to present a villain too which is sort of a um maybe if i had a problem with this movie which i really don't have that many problems with it but my main problem with it would probably be i'm not sure how much reality that is going on here like is this hyper reality or is this some the legend right is this like a a, is this a grounded story no it is a legend yeah yeah because they do talk about like he's kind of this like mythic figure like they make an offering to him and they bring right. up, you know the pa- the pagan background of christmas which is a cool element that's a cool scene and i really like that they're like no we have to ward off billy like mm-hmm. you know ha- and halloween and christmas andrew are, martin yeah so close together right mm-hmm. but andrew martin tells the story mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. oh i guess maybe you can think of it as a legend of because it's all flashback and she's the one telling the story yeah, maybe maybe if I can bring myself to rewatch it again because I've rewatched <laughs> it a few times to prepare for the. <laughs> Uh-huh. But maybe I'll try to view it from that angle, and it makes more sense because next year, yeah, ne- do it next, next year. year I'll do it. Like yeah. every time I see that damn yellow baby, it just takes <laughs> me out of it. Like this day glow. Like I walked out. It's really bright. Oh my God. Right? Is that what Jonda's yes. truly looks I, like? I, I don't oh my know. God. That was one reason. Oh, no, the color saturation in this film is off the charts, yeah. and it's one of the things I really like right. about it is how I saturated like color is, yeah. colorful it is. Yeah, yeah, and it's um cozy when you're inside mm-hmm. the the house with the girls yeah yeah it makes you want to snuggle up with all of them. <laughs> yeah it does it does it On does seem really warm like that's one thing that um i miss about living in texas now um is that cozy feeling at christmas and like when i see mm. this movie again i'm like wow i wish i was in that house like right yeah. now <laughs> like like it's a, it's a, a good set yeah <laughs> There's a snowstorm outside and a fire inside. I miss that. Can't, <laughs> can't have that anymore. But. Yeah, no. Okay, so so the backstory disturbs you um, for tonal reasons, but does any of the other part of the movie, violence, excess violence or whatever, bother you? No, like, I'm a big fan of gore and a big fan of fun kills. Like I said, a lot of the kills in this movie I really appreciate, especially in the back half of the movie, Uh but... Well, the reason why I asked is because um, Glenn Morgan, the director... Mm -hmm. He was trying to actually make this more of a thriller and not a gore fest sort of thing. And I really think that, like, the end where the tree impales a dude and his guts are hanging out, mm. or the eye gouge, yeah. the, <laughs> the call back to the plastic bag on the head mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. Thi- and the eye. <laughs> it's so bad. The dangling eyes. I think all of those are shock moments, but Weinstein Brothers really pushed for those. And they executed them well. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. <laughs> but they were not originally there and those were compromised to his original vision and i do want to see the original vision but it doesn't exist 
or won't. I'm really curious to know how this would work as a thriller when, again, obviously we disagree on this one, but that backstory weighs it down so much. There's no thrill to be had. So the kills to me elevated and that's not usually something I'd say I'm not like yeah gratuitous kills are the only way to improve a horror movie but like in this case those are the things I remember liking like I like the cast I like and I like a lot of the kills you know I think there were kills but I don't think that they were to the degree yeah yeah that they were in the film Mm, that makes sense I mean that's usually studio Um, meddling where they're like no make it gory or you know get the teenagers in the seats or whatever you know yeah yeah I wonder if Crystal Lowe's shower scene was a Weinstein thing. Uh, they didn't talk about it, yeah. but in the stuff that we saw, but mm-hmm. but I, I'm wondering that. that w- she's always game for, or she used to be always be game for that sort of thing anyway, but now, I think now she does Lifetime movies <laughs> or Hallmark movies. Does she really? Which is really, yeah, it's a really different step for uh, a horror stalwart. Well, so does Lacey. <laughs> the early odds. Yeah, right? Lacey Chabert. Yeah. Has, oh, yeah. She's always in Hallmark movies. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah bre- easy bread and butter. Yeah. Easy, mm-hmm. easy money. Yeah, they turn out like a hundred of those a month, so. <laughs> right. I mean, they do. And I watch all of them. I'm not going to lie, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's April and they're filming, what, three Christmas movies back to exactly. back. Exactly. Every year. <laughs> yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me if that was another, you know, compromise to be like, oh, you know, let's have... Some gratuitous nudity, nudity along with the gratuitous violence. And the funny thing is, it's not even that gratuitous. There's all sorts. It's it's a butt, but yeah, there's not a lot of boob in yeah. it. It's a side boob or whatever. But it's also a very confusing scene. I don't know how the eyeball. Where is the eyeball in the floor? <laughs> where is the peephole? Yeah. I am so always confused at the angle that the at, that Billy or Agnes, I don't know, I, has to have their head in order to get the view that they're getting every time I watch the movie. It makes no I'm sense. Like, okay, <laughs> thanks, I guess. But why? How? How are you looking? I can't get my head. I don't. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll just have to drill a hole in our bathroom floor, Andrew. Yeah, just test it out. <laughs> we don't even have a basement, Elvie. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I can't get under the floor there. We're, it's like a concrete slab. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, in Tennessee, we, I could have done that. Right. Figured that out. Yeah. No crawl space in Texas. It's really nope. weird. But anyway. So, yeah. So that's... Oh. And the opening exposition at the mental hospital, like, I just... God, I feel like this whole film is lazy. I... <laughs> Maybe it was, you know, instance of a compromised vision and there were, you know, too many people meddling and they're like, oh, throw in some exposition here, throw in a kill here. That might be the case, but I'm I'm honestly bewildered by the original vision for it, given how reliant the script is on those flashbacks and that backstory. So Bob Clark was brought in on this one as an executive producer Mm -hmm. and a consultant. He appreciated the backstory fleshing out because it took little bits of words and hints mm-hmm. that you got in the original movie mm-hmm. and it and it tried to connect the dots and these are the dots the flashback yeah didn't he say that he wanted to have some backstory in his yes but they couldn't but do couldn't. it in the original yeah they i probably due to budget constraints mm-hmm. probably well uh, so honestly, he did say that yeah uh, thank god that they weren't able to fit that in the original movie because i think it's stronger <laughs> for it i think you get well, just honestly, enough it's, it's 
It's just like Halloween. I'm, I'm going there. It's just like <laughs> Halloween with a no reason killer. Mm-hmm. It's confusing and it's super scary. Yes. If you're ever in a situation in which there's a villain coming after you, you don't typically have the backstory <laughs> of the villain for you to understand that the villain he is super scary. He stops chasing you to give you his childhood what... story. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then you're like, oh, yeah. that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Kill me. Oh, I, I get it. But you still don't stab me. I get it. I understand. Understand your pain. Don't stab. Me. <laughs> so, yeah, cut it out. You're gonna have a more effective story. Mm-hmm. So, in this way, it's postmodern in which it kind of dismantles that. I I appreciate that, but I see the strength of what you're talking about with not having mm-hmm. that in it as well. Yeah. But then I'm thinking, yeah, we would have a lot more action with the girls, but also we would have to pad it with a lot of more stuff. So what would you pad it? Would, would you put it... more, Even more girls? <laughs> <laughs> Up the body count. No, I mean, honestly, <laughs> if you're just doing a straight remake of the original, don't. The original is a masterpiece. Don't just do a straight remake of it. And to me, you know, either doing Black Christmas except make it 2006 instead of 1974 that's not interesting black christmas but add a lot of backstory that we never needed that's not interesting either honestly like i i had so it's really hinging on the backstory yeah like i think what 2019's version did was interesting um i do have one issue with that film but i think they did a much better job of saying this is a remake but we are not beholden to the original we are not trying to recreate too many key moments you know we're making some callbacks but we're doing this in a new way um Hmm. you know i'm See, I don't even find it to be a remake. I find it to be an absolutely new movie. Well, called Black Christmas. I mean, and that's kind of a strength of it. Like, it's hard to, like, with Suspiria. Suspiria is not, it's kind of a remake, kind of a reimagining, but it's not, you know, that's the best way to me to do a remake or to mm-hmm. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 78 version. Still yeah. kind of sticks fairly closely to the original, but it takes it in an interesting new direction. It does new things with it. So if you're like, well, how do you make a Black Christmas remake good if you don't have all the backstory? You don't. You don't remake it unless you have something interesting to say and to me adding a lot of backstory that i'm like yeah i knew that yeah i knew that yeah i knew that that's not interesting it's just not interesting or a fun way for me to spend you know 90 to 100 minutes i just i just don't see why it was made i really don't like i'm not i really feel like everybody who likes this movie is gonna be like block delete you know like i'm <laughs> Uh, like no one's ever going to speak no, to me again. Okay. I just, oh, I just. I do like to try and understand, mm-hmm. and you, the guest, um, about it. And I think it really comes down to just the backstory is uh, too much. Yeah, I'm. It's too much. Yeah, I, I don't think it's necessary. I, I don't. Would you have any of that backstory? Just that specific backstory would you have any of it cut down not even a tv cut but like hints of it none of it everything you need is in the original you do not need anything more than that because every all the lines of dialogue from billy tell you all you need to know you don't need any Hmm. of the backstory would you have andrew martin tell the story but have it only be dialogue I don't know. I really, I think it really is a cool idea to be like, you know, this really happened. It happened in this house. 
That's why we have this, you know, pagan offering to Billy every year. I do think that's a really cool concept. I don't know if it would be an interesting movie to just be like, and here's 20 minutes of what happened in 1974. You know, I uh-huh. obviously I'm not a filmmaker, so I'm sure somebody who's actually a filmmaker could make that in an interesting way. But to me, that doesn't sound all that entertaining or interesting either. Just a recap of, and this is all the really, really creepy stuff that Billy said, mm-hmm. which, and also you can't replicate that voice performance from the original, which it was more than one person. I think Bob Clark yeah. did some of the, the audio himself, but uh-huh. you know, it's just not scary. Like I think doing the text messages and stuff is a better way to do it in 2019. Again, I'm not saying that's a perfect movie by any means, mm-hmm. but I think what they did was at least more interesting than just kind of replicating 74, but worse, you know? Well, okay, so <laughs> what What if, what if, <laughs> no, yes, no, yes. no, really, what if there's the legend of Billy and mm. they do the the, um, the the gift offering every year right. and all that. That's like the, a big thing to them or whatever, mm-hmm. but one of the red herrings was actually the, the killer. So like, it was like the legend of Billy and then someone's pretending to be Billy or playing off of this legend copycat yeah the, playing off the legend of billy and then mm-hmm. like just take it in that direction in in which it's not so that would billy. be like probably the boyfriend right the resentful town maybe which also seems cliche yeah <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i on it that might be cool like or you just make it it, or you just make it Andrea Martin, who was yes. the same character oh as was there. <laughs> See, that would be interesting. But she was the house yeah. mother. Mm-hmm. She's the house mother, but she's also the same character. She changed her name and all that. But she died in seventy four, the seventy four version, right? Which is yeah, Whoa. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, did she? Yeah. How, yes. how hard did she die? <laughs> was, was, was she dead? De- de- was she buried in the ground? <laughs> Or was she just laying there, like, looked like she de- died and she could have survived? <laughs> soap opera rules. Dun, dun, dun. There you go. Yeah, soap rules, yes. So, or maybe yeah, okay. her twin sister. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, okay, twin sister. You know, so I met Jamie Kennedy after Scream 2, and he died in Scream 2. Suck it, you dumb movie watchers who haven't seen Scream 2. You've seen only Scream 1. Randy died. Well, I met him at a, a stand-up show, and it was pretty funny. This was when he was just kind of between gigs, and I saw him after the show, and I was like, I like your movies, and blah, 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 you know, being a dork. <laughs> and I was like, I had an idea, because you're somebody who can get the idea done, and I can get writing credit. <laughs> I don't know. It's just stupid. I just wanted to tell him my idea. Which was, in Scream 3, Randy's unmentioned brother Andy <laughs> who was a uh, way smarter than Randy and went off to college to New York City NYU film school he came back for for Randy's funeral and the stuff starts up again you basically have scream 3 or whatever how it, you don't have to have it on the movie set or whatever that's not where it would have gone but he teams up and does mystery solving with Nev Campbell and then yeah you know Andy, so we can have Jamie Kennedy back being like a a, kind of a smarter version of Randy who knows all the same rules, but you know, and then Jamie Kennedy was like, Yeah, well, I think they've already got the uh, the script. (laughs) He's like, Yeah, yeah, thanks, kid. Thanks. (laughs) I was like, Kid, you're you're. You're like three years older than me. <laughs> Get out of here. This is gold that I'm giving you right here. Yeah. Hey, I do think it's gold. I'm not the full plop of that little bit. 
that little bit, just get him back because he was the most most entertaining character in the franchise. Okay. And then he shows up on a VHS tape. That's dumb. Okay. <laughs> dumb, I tell you. Well, and I do, I okay. do love a secret there. twin. I, I won't lie. I love a secret <laughs> twin. Yeah. So Andrew Martin's twin. Okay, yeah. you. That's that's it. We we maybe fix the there movie you for you. Have her be yeah. there. We're going to write a remake of Black Xmas. Yes. You can even have the Agnes twist be her daughter. <gasps> I love it. I we're love gonna, that. Okay, we're doing this. We're doing this, guys. So mm-hmm. there's gonna be Black X be... Xmas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no third X. Double the X. Uh, that's a totally different. Totally different. Movie. Yeah, we're not doing that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready to uh, throw my hat into that ring. <laughs> but yeah, no, I would uh, honestly, I would watch the hell out of that. That would be fun. It might oh, not be yeah. black. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I would watch that because I'm a huge fan of. Oh, Billy didn't get a present this year. That's what started this whole thing. And uh-huh. you know, yeah. Oh, and everybody it just brushes it off. So mm-hmm. it's like, like uh, okay, my my own dad. Uh, he he got in a mood one year because he did the advent every christmas and we were all just old we were adults we were like not around and he got really in a funk that year and it was because of that so everybody's like nah we're not doing the belly thing this year we're not doing the belly thing this year Mm -hmm. no and all of the people that she has around all the the sorority girls are not interested Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she snaps Yes, to yeah. teach them mm. how important it is, the importance of tradition. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's... that's a dumb reason, but <laughs> it's, it's it's dumb enough it's, to be valid for a serial it's killer. It's not as dumb as jaundice. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't jaundice. The baby was mistreated know, and turned into I a monster know, because of but, oh. Because had no choice about the jaundice. <laughs> yeah. Did Sin City come out before that? Right? I don't remember. Sin City came out in 2005. 2005. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I always... Why? Because I always think about the, the yellow oh, dude. Oh, yellow bastard. Yeah. yeah. That yellow bastard. Just so, so, like, people with neon yellow skin that look like piss. Let's not... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's really... Yeah. It's yeah. disturbing. It's piss poor as I... Yeah, there you go. I tell you. <sighs> it's piss poor. <laughs> okay. So, uh, have we covered all of your bases on this topic? Yes. I've probably dug a deep enough hole with, like, all my friends who love this movie. So... <laughs> Tear you apart in a good way or in a bad way. Yes, you with cheers or cheers. Watch it with someone special.
tear you apart in a good way or in a bad way. Yes, you, with cheers or cheers, watch it with someone special. like the silly thing that we just presented you with <laughs> amazing andrea martin on sctv couldn't have done it better wow that's <laughs> that, oh gosh. That's, a hu- that's a huge compliment uh, it's true hmm. oh. thank you <laughs> you're so welcome <laughs> okay so, so you're uh so yes alternate, your alternate movie yes is also a remake huh the one you yes yeah but the one that you feel succeeded at being a remake Yes. More than. Yes. Like, to me, Black Xmas is a bad, sleazy, aughts horror remake, and House of Wax. You see anybody? I don't think anyone's here. Hey, where's that House of Wax? You're not going to go in, are you? Look how detailed this is. Tell me this doesn't look real. All those wax figures, they're real people. Go, Carly, run! is a good sleazy aughts horror remake okay (laughs) all right well we did our our work on both of these so we are familiar yes i like both of these movies Mm -hmm. yes i have a a tendency to really love remakes just by the way like um Mm -hmm. i i have absolutely no emotional attachment to the original movie like in almost every case (laughs) like (laughs) like i i really like even the good yeah even the good ones even like like i can i can love it i can really love it but that i can also really love the remake and i i have definitely remakes since the dawn of time but um, <laughs> you had a you had an article I, didn't you well yeah i had a i had a, a column, like a column a column L- over at yeah, cinepunks L- back L- in the day a remake so yeah. Re- no remakes yeah. are awesome i'm with you i love remakes mm-hmm. i just sometimes some remakes are not my favorites like black xmas but on, <laughs> on the whole i'm a fan of remakes <laughs> yay all, all the day of the dead remakes all of the night of the living dead remakes in 3d those no <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, but yeah, remakes are good. It really all depends on how and what. Mm, yeah. And there's a, a lot 
that are absolutely good. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Agreed. It's just that folks that hold on to the original, or not necessarily even the original, because compared to 2006 Black Christmas, Black Christmas 2019, I think, is abysmal. I think that. I think it's bad. I mean, I hold on to the middle one, (laughs) 2006. (laughs) I'm that jerk that's like, no, the original. But to me, 2006 is my preferred instead of the original. So, no. They're remaking it? I bet you it's going to be too politicized. (laughs) I bet you they're remaking it? Oh, God. You know? Yeah. And I was right. (laughs) (sighs) Huh. Me being a brat, right? (laughs) So, but House of Wax. Now, I have a question first off. What is this remaking? Which House of Wax, what wax thing is it remaking? It's remaking Tourist Trap more than anything. Yes! Yes! Thank you, thank you. And that's one reason I love I it. Mean, there are there are accents of the wax movies. Yes, yeah. But you're right. We rejoice because you noticed. <laughs> yeah, like there's there's a little bit of House of Wax. There's a little bit of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's a lot of Tourist Trap, and then there's also just its own weird thing, which is one reason why I think it works as a remake because it's not trying to be super. Uh, faithful to any original film. It just mm-hmm. wants to be its own weird right, thing. Right? It doesn't have the psychic puppet things. Right. It doesn't have <laughs> all the <laughs> sound effects, you know? Which I love. But, but yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, those are great. Tourist Trap is, is a is a grumpire figure. I love Taurus Trap, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's one reason I think it works so well, because it wants to be its own weird thing and draw from a variety of, in- of influences. And, you know, you can do a faithful remake and do it well, but, you know, I won't rehash the Black Xmas argument, but <laughs> House of Wax, I just, I like that it just kind of wants to be weird and draw from a bunch of influences a- across different decades and just be like, hey, don't you think wax museums are creepy? Me too. Let's go make a movie about that. I just, I, I really love this movie. I think there are some really creepy moments. I connect with the characters more in this movie just because we get more time with them. And again, I think the cast is good. I even think Paris is good in it. You know, she does her role well. And I, as I said, secret I'm twins. Gonna... I like the twins. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to interrupt at the Paris because that's a good yeah. moment for me to say what I'm about Yes, to okay. You know, she has her history in our popular culture. Mm-hmm. And I'm not proud to say that I have uh, been somewhat snarky about her. Mm-hmm. And in light of how things have turned with her documentary mm-hmm. and, and it seems that that video, the nefarious one that came out, mm-hmm. she tried to get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. And then, because it was going to exploit her, so she went and owned that mm-hmm. exploitation. Yeah. But I don't find her to be an unsympathetic, absolutely rich bastard. <laughs> but, like, wealthy doesn't have to struggle for anything. But that doesn't negate the struggles that are actually there right. because. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever her story mm-hmm. is. So, when her demise happens in this movie, it kind of pisses me off because pop culturally it seems to have been presented as you know that rich bitch that you guys were so annoyed with Mm -hmm. and who got super in the spotlight because of a sex tape which is basically revenge porn Mm -hmm. yeah well guess what we killed her for you Right. Yeah, I mean, Watch Paris Die was the that, marketing campaign. Yeah, it was definitely that a selling point. sucks, and it sucked the first time I saw yeah. it. It always sucks. I don't think she's a strong actress. 
but I don't think she deserves that as a cultural thing. I know she signed off on it and said sure yeah. because in a horror like horror movies, who doesn't want to have a cool gory right. girl on them? Yeah. Like that was cool. My half my face got blown off. <laughs> you know. But just culturally, I think that sucks about this movie. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Like I think divorced of cultural context, that's just a cool kill and it's a cool uh-huh. horror scene. But add in all that ugliness that she did the best she could with, and I agree. It's it's not okay. Like, I, I bought into the, the whole, like, oh, Paris sucks, you know, back in the day, because I wasn't thinking... We're all guilty, yeah. I guess. Yay. Yeah. yeah. But also, yeah. please forgive us. Yes, yeah. I, I was wrong. <laughs> I didn't have um, the ability to think critically about how women in particular and other marginalized people are treated in Hollywood and by pop culture mm-hmm. in general and things that go on behind the scenes that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that yeah. 100%. And I, I think she's good in this movie. I think everybody is good in this movie. Okay, back to the characters, though. I think they are drawn rather thinly, like, generic. As opposed to the previous movie where you were like, the cast is great. I find all of those characters to actually be unique characters unto themselves, even if some of them might be a little cliche. (laughs) The lush, maybe. (laughs) But this one, I find them all to be cliche. The only interesting thing are the brother and sister. And their fight between each other. I I do find them very, very interesting. But I also think that... I mean character-wise, by the way. I think Nick and Dalton are also interesting. Um, The brother brother and his buddy. The kind of goofy guy with the video camera. The camera, yeah. And the ball cap. Yes, yeah. yeah. Because I know I'm not alone in this because I've talked about this on Twitter before. I think Nick and Dalton have a relationship or have had a relationship in the past. Hmm. There's some tension there that I pick up on that I think is very interesting. Hmm. And I I know I'm not the only person because (laughs) I have seen it on Twitter. There are people who Uh are like, oh yeah, Nick and Dalton have hooked up. Wow, okay. You know, yeah. I never thought of it. I don't think LB has. No, I no, I haven't. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like, I don't think I've watched the movie like trying to to look for things like that. Like, I've only watched this movie thinking two or three times. Yeah. Yeah, two or three times maybe, but I watch it to figure out the villain. Like, like I don't know. Like, I, I have this like psychology of the villain thing going on. So, like, I don't think yeah. I've paid attention to that so much. So, but next time I watch it, hmm. yeah, I'll definitely be on the lookout yeah. for that. Like, I, I like the group dynamics with the friends. I don't think they're not like you know. This is not you know Ibsen. This is not the deepest drama. But like, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I I don't think they're that cliched. Maybe it's just because I have such a fondness for the movie. Um, but I I like the friendship dynamics. I'm not a big fan of Wade, Jared Padalecki, but I don't think anybody's supposed to be. Even though, he, you know, Jared he, Padalecki is very affable, but Wade is kind of a jerk. Why is he putzing around know. in the house for so yeah. long? Why is he up there putzing around for so long? That's my question. He's way too nosy. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I don't, I'm not a fan of people who are super nosy, so I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead and kill him. He deserves to die <laughs> for, like, prying into <laughs> the Hey, no, that's a, that's, it's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, he's looking at tchotchkes. <laughs> it's not that bad. You don't need to kill the guy. <laughs> In a horror wow, movie, you're I do. Mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Fine. Within fine. the context. Of the okay. <laughs> um, all right, all right. I don't know if I like Jared Padalecki. I'm sort of like coming to a point in my life are where you, I'm like, oh, are you no. going off of Stars Hollows, Jared Padalecki, you know, or are you going off of you know uh, Friday Thirteenth? Gilmore Girls, Jared Padalecki is so hilarious to me because he gets so mad all the time. <laughs> He's, he's, he's literally so the worst. Mad. He's a big baby boy. Dean is so mad. <laughs> and it's kind of adorable and, and just 
<laughs> really hilarious. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, isn't he like the whiny Winchester brother? <laughs> it depends on who you ask. I don't think Sam is all that whiny, but... <laughs> we stopped watching that show after like two or three seasons, I think. <laughs> two, two seasons. We were done yeah. after the second And season. I've never seen a second of um, Gilmore Girls, so I'm just like, uh, I know there's there's also a Dean, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's him. Yeah. He's Dean. Yeah, he's, he's oh, okay, the, yeah. He's he Dean. bags the groceries for everybody. Ah, uh, okay. He's, he's very jealous when Rory tries to go out with another boy. Oh. He's very... It was the bad boy. Yeah. Dean's she ends good, up being with boy. the most appropriate guy <laughs> for her, which is uh, a silver spoon rich yeah. bastard. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And it's totally appropriate that she gets with that guy because that's what she actually <laughs> is in the female form, but she's like a more humble version. Yeah. Also... She's she's a handful as well, but so it, it, it totally it, it, makes sense. But when you're traveling through the first whole Dean storyline, you're just like, oh, shut up, Dean, yeah. shut up, yeah, pretty much, shut up. And then it, and that's Jared. It, that's him doing in the Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> Not the writers. He did it. it <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Friday the Friday Thirteenth remake. He just seems huffy and weird. Well, he's yeah. he, well, he can't afford to have a sense of humor because he's on a mission there. <laughs> a mission to find his sister, yeah, yeah. who he successfully finds eventually. Yeah. But he comes upon frat dude, rich bastard. This is a theme, right? <laughs> I guess so. Mm, yeah. <laughs> rich bastard who just immediately is like Padalecki's 6'4 and built like a swimmer and a football player. Right? <laughs> so he's huge and he's pleasant looking and he's, uh, the guy's little girlfriend is all like, hey, I'm nice to you. And there's obvious reasons why. So that guy's going to be an absolute jerk to mm-hmm. him. And so there's no humor from the character. He's set up as no yeah, humor. Okay. And in that, I think we've only ever seen him with no humor, including when he played Thomas Kincaid. Oh, right. What? what the painter? Yes. yes. What? <laughs> okay, what? It's like a made-for-TV movie. I think it might have been a Hallmark movie where he plays young Thomas Kincaid, a distraught young man trying to figure out what to do with his life. You're kidding me. What kind of artist does he want to be? Oh, my God. And I think he comes back to a small town from the big city Uh where he was eaten up and spat out type of thing. So in the small town, he learns from a vision that God gives him or something. <laughs> the Look, Christmas cottage. That's a nice cottage. looking meadow with a little... Yep. Yeah, that's that's Peter it. O'Toole? What? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never saw it. I'm just spitballing what I think the theme oh of the, this plot might be. <laughs> oh God, you've just blown my mind. But we've never seen him actually be fun. Elder. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing where I'm, I'm just like, man, Jared, you're cute, but... Lighten up. <laughs> Lighten up, man. Yeah. That's it. Totally. Lighten up, Jared. That's what we're going to yeah. call him. No, you're... I've never seen him be funny. <laughs> Oh my god. But yeah, so Wade, not the best. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't yeah. think he deserved to be like, is he the one? No, Does... he's waxed alive. Yeah, he's waxed yeah alive. at the yeah. point. Yeah. I, I don't know if he deserved yeah. that. But... <laughs> and then he burns to death. Yeah. His eyes are still moving I know, around. god, it's horrible. But like, it's super terrible. It is, but you know, I feel bad, like when Elisha Cuthbert, who I always have trouble keeping Eliza Kudzu or something, like there are two actresses with similar oh, names I can never keep. 
douche Thank coup. Kudzu. <laughs> 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 yeah. Eliza Dushku and Elisha Cuthbert. I always have to sit and think for about five minutes. Elisha Cuthbert in this movie. You know, she goes through okay, it. Okay, one's blonde and one's brunette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One so was on Buffy. The blonde and is Cuthbert. The blonde is Cuthbert. Okay. 24. Okay, there you go. I, like, I actually feel for her. Like, she goes through it. Like, she gets a finger cut off. She has her lips glued together. Holy she goes crap. through all this horrible stuff. And I actually feel for her. I feel for Paris when she's being chased through the woods after seeing her boyfriend dead. Like, I, I feel for these people more than I do in the previous film mentioned. You know, like... You just don't like girls. <laughs> Except, wait, Ex- you just said you feel for right, both of the both girls. The girls. <laughs> oh, no. I'm still like a closet shot. misogynist. You caught me. <laughs> okay. okay we, we've all internalized the patriarchy. It's okay. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> In my case, it's external. <laughs> the fingertip. Oh. I want to get back to the fingertip. Yeah, yeah. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. It hurts so bad. Yeah. I've put an axe into my foot and I can watch axe trauma in films and not be moved. This fingertip snipping <laughs> off hurts so bad. And I've not had that happen. I've I've had hand wounds before, but not a fingertip being knocked off. Yeah. Holy crap, as I said. Okay, I'm being redundant. <laughs> but no, the way it's shot though, like, you know, you know it's coming because he's mm-hmm. got that sadistic grin just yes. looking at her finger and she moves around and it's like playing whack-a-mole because she like moves mm-hmm. around and he tries to snip it a few times. I do think it's really well done because you're like, oh God, oh God, it's coming and you still cringe when it happens. It's, oh, they're like, like this real like, no. You're like yelling at the girl like, get your hand down. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> like this, this movie is not like breaking open the genre like breaking new ground but it's done really well I think you're you, that's definitely a screaming at the TV or at the movie screen moment <laughs> yeah. and I don't mind that when you're watching movies like Me this neither. especially yeah where you just yell at the TV mm-hmm. like don't be dumb don't go outside in Evil Dead the girl goes outside <laughs> right. in her underwear right. and then she gets attacked by a tree mm-hmm. you're like don't go outside just don't just stay inside stay in <laughs> goes outside and you yell with a Brooklyn accent apparently but yeah every time <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I love the gore in this, though. Like, the pe- you talked about peeling the cheek off. And when Dalton yeah. is in that contraption with his head yeah. seated there and his head twists off and god bless him chad michael murray his head was already chopped yeah, off yeah but though. chad michael murray didn't know right that. they don't yeah. know this right i just I'm god, such can a you fan. imagine um, yeah. can you imagine like finding your friend like that trying to save your friend oh my god <laughs> and then it's and you're like oh <laughs> i knocked his head right? off right i'm so strong i didn't even know i could do that right. no no you didn't <laughs> no you didn't but i did <laughs> no he was decapitated before no i didn't <laughs> <laughs> I think under scrutiny, logic does not prevail in this film because, or the movie doesn't prevail in the face of logic, whatever, because uh, where did all that wax come from? How is, LB pros this question. Wax is expensive, that, first of all. And? But also, like, I guess this is in a place where, it, like, is never summer. I was wondering about that. Like, try like I live in Arkansas. Try building that in Arkansas. Your house will last maybe a day in yeah. the winter. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But they have been killing people for a really long time. Maybe they've been using their debit cards at the ATM oh. and just stealing money from people for years and years. So they have oh, a lot of money. So. Like they own a town so also, and they've been murdering folks. So mm-hmm. a bit of the Sonny Bean story. Uh-huh. 
Pills Have Eyes mm-hmm. is in this. Yes, movie. yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. See? Like, okay. this This is a great movie. It's it's like, it's, it's not stealing, but it's stealing from the best. It's stealing from some I would really ta- good. I would say Orson Welles would disagree with you. <laughs> homage has no place. There's too much homage in anything anyway. <laughs> to be overt with the homage. Yeah, yeah I, I do think Orson Welles might not appreciate this movie as much as I do, but I still love it. Yeah. So your your connection between these two films was it just that they are both remakes of the same time period or, or what is your connection? It's, they're horror remakes of the same time period and they're both sleazy and silly, but one of them is fun and okay. one of them is not essentially. And okay. I think they add more backstory for the villains than any of the films that they are. Uh, I think House of Wax adds more backstory to its villains than any of the movies that it's based on but mm-hmm. it doesn't add nearly as much as black christmas and the backstory it adds to me is like silly and intriguing and fun and ridiculous in a good way and i'm the very beginning of it mm-hmm. we get a little bit of a flashback or a preface to the film right. with the uh, high chairs and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. mother with the wax in the bowl yeah. whatever in the face mold mm-hmm. but after that we don't get any flashbacks we get information discovered right. by our right. characters it's, evi- it's evidence that that's throughout yes yeah it's just little clues dropped in instead of let's take a 20 minute detour and watch this woman sit in her robe and smoke cigarettes for an interminable amount of time (laughs) yeah to me it's it's done more artfully even though it is occasionally silly and over the top Uh, okay so i should probably just strike occasionally from that sentence (laughs) as we were watching it the light went on my head like i know why she thinks this is better or you know whatever like i know her connection because like the abusive childhood Mm -hmm. leading to like messed up happenings (laughs) yes yeah 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 for sure well in wax you have the conjoined twins Mm -hmm. yeah and that could bother both of them yeah uh, surgically you know right we have conjoined twins like this today not us personally but like i don't know if they've ever been because they're that conjoined i don't know if they go that far and take them apart oh i i I couldn't imagine living with like half a face (laughs) yeah like that Mm -hmm. from birth Mm -hmm. and then having half of the back of your head wonky like that yeah so psychologically but i'm sure there are a lot of people that (laughs) literally have lived with worse and don't go and make wax city to lure people in the mother mother was the one who (laughs) dreamed up the wax city that was her project yeah yeah but she wasn't killing people she just thought it was cool to like have a wax city and you know obviously you know in this story they were not the person who physically looks quote-unquote normal is the monster here and the person Mm -hmm. who is physically disabled has to be like forced into killing people you know but yeah i'm with yeah the the whole abusive storyline like there are so many similarities between these two movies like the childhood abuse leading to being violent as an adult and everything yeah and then the twin the the sibling sort of right yeah Uh, you know siblings who have um a troubled history with each other will say i think that's a nice euphemistic way to put that (laughs) That right very troubled (laughs) 
sibling. Yeah. You're my sister and my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> my sister, my daughter, my sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there there are a lot of similarities, but just unfortunately one works for me and one does not. But I'm I'm a huge House of Wax fan. I watch this movie all the time. Like and the, the image at the end where, you know, the whole House of Wax is finally burning down um, mm-hmm. once they realize that fire and sunlight exist. And right. um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well the place is super flammable because wax is really yeah. uh, a fuel. Yeah. You know, when you burn a candle, in, if it's soy or paraffin or whatever, yeah. what is actually burning isn't the wick. The wick does burn and disintegrate a mm-hmm. bit as it goes down. But what keeps it alight is the wax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's a bunch of different kinds of wax, but mm-hmm. it's flammable. Yeah. So yeah. there, there is another sort of thing. Like they've never accidentally lit something on fire. <laughs> Put it out. I know. Like they've got a whole like they've got a kitchen. They have you know heat. One of the, yeah. the burners. Yeah, right. they smoke cigarettes and like he fixes <laughs> his out. face with a toaster. They're making toast every day. I guess yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I love that image where they cut through the door. Um, Vincent, I think, cuts through the door and slices through the conjoined twins in the crib yeah and it's so 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 on the nose and i love it for that it's just so like oh you really went there applause for that (laughs) it does it it's such a campy fun way to do it to me that's the difference is it camp i think it is i fight the word he does like camp camp is andrew's trigger word oh no (laughs) i i I did i did so well for a while and now i'm kicked (laughs) off again (laughs) no it's okay i'm twitching no (laughs) camp is you know batman 66 Oh, <laughs> oh, LB, oh, House of Wax is absolutely underrated. Oh, God, no, uh, I'm like, I, I, I'm going to go catatonic. <laughs> Batman 66, Rocky Horror Picture Show, mm-hmm. Phantom of the Paradise, yeah. Kiss meets the Phantom of the Mall or whatever it is. <laughs> that's camp. All that's camp. We know what camp mm-hmm. is. We really do. Pee Wee's Playhouse is camp. Yeah. It's kitschy it's campy though this is about a tourist trap and some of that stuff can be campy even the movie tour tourist trap isn't campy because it's not presented with that uh, tchotchke americana Uh, i'm not sure why they didn't really go that way with that Mm. but here it's not even done that way it is a bit of a throwback decor as far as the um architecture goes but it's not really campy so for me and 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 as the violence is played it's not really campy either but i that's by based on the definition of camp that i just presented so what do you mean <laughs> like because it's just so like it's so ridiculous and so funny that it can't possibly be meant to be taken seriously like it's it stretches the, okay. it stretches the metaphor so far past what you would expect that it becomes hilarious and that to me mm-hmm. is why it's campy in that moment okay. because there's humor mm. in pushing it past what anybody could reasonably expect to happen <laughs> you know um, this yeah. you you push the metaphor too far we have officially gone into camp territory that's what it means to me in that moment i don't think the movie overall is campy but to me that moment is i can get with that okay i understand what you mean now <laughs> thank you yes. for explaining yourself <laughs> To me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes. And I appreciate you not being like, oh, I'm going to not, you know. Some people don't like because I emphatically go, this is camp. (laughs) Anyway, I like to understand things. And I I come from a place of genuine curiosity when I talk to other people who I don't understand. So thank you for answering. Yeah, thank you for not kicking me off the show and just hanging up the phone. (laughs) 
I don't think I can do that anyway. I think Elby has a control of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, well, thank you, Elby. But I don't want to. <laughs> okay? Like I said, just don't say underrated. Okay, good to know. But Elby... No! So, Guillaume Colette Sarah, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. He's gone on to do, like, Liam Neeson movies. <laughs> A lot of them. Yeah, he has. And it's interesting to see where his career has gone. Mm-hmm. I, um, I love that. I love, like, looking at horror movie directors and what they do later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> You're so normy, LB. I'm a secret film bro. Sorry. <laughs> so are you going to talk yeah. about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood now? Or? Oh, no. have you read the book? Have you read the novel? <laughs> I have not. I have not even seen the movie yet. I know that's shameful, but... Oh, who cares? No, it's not. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's an absolutely great film, but who cares? Right. <laughs> like, it's get like, to it when you it's, get to it's it. Like not, it's like barely top five Tarantino for me, to be honest, but yeah. whatever. That's kind of my impression. But Elvie, you didn't live. You didn't live in Southern California. To oh, have that's true. For it. Oh, that, that's you didn't true. live in Southern California in 1969. <laughs> I didn't. Neither did I. But <laughs> I'm. But I mean, you just don't. <laughs> I wasn't it. personally attacked by the Manson family, so the poser. <laughs> <laughs> Neither were any of these other characters. <laughs> poser. <laughs> I just didn't hear you say poser. I almost didn't hear you say poser. That's really great. LB, you are indeed a Manson family victim poser. That's true. Oh. I think I think that's a little bit of a too soon of a joke. I know. Yeah, I feel bad. I, I legitimately do. I apologize. Never forget. Never forget. I'm getting canceled left and right. It's okay. Uh. Have you any more to say on this topic of house of wax um i think this movie needed more hip-hop by the way <laughs> and that the wax should have been records scratching <laughs> i think there was a little bit of hip-hop there in was it, but a there no bit. scratching I, all movies need more hip-hop though so i'm agree i agree with you on that yeah needs a there was no scratching though that's the problem needs a hip-hop end song like like waxwork too <laughs> Oh, yes, it does. Oh, man. Waxwork 2 has the worst. <laughs> but it's awesome. It's funny. It's really funny. Yeah. But yeah, it's one of those songs that talks about the plot of the uh-huh, movie. I love it. But in rap form. Amazing. So you don't even have to watch the movie. You just listen to the rap and it's like you watch the movie. Yeah. You just, yeah, find the music video yeah. and it has little clips cut in, but without the audio. <laughs> but then, yeah. it's. All right. So we found the one flaw. <laughs> But yeah, do you have any any other like things you want to point out about it? Honestly, like I I could talk a lot about this movie, but I just I think it's a lot of fun, and I'm never bored. I'm never you know praying for the end of the film. I'm just along for the ride, and I really enjoy this movie. So yes, that's all you can That's-, that's for not yeah. praying for the end. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I every single movie review I've ever written is just whether or not I prayed for the end of the film. It's just one sentence every single time. I prayed for this to be over, or I didn't pray for death while I was watching this movie. It was good. So. <laughs> my, my thing is like when I'm watching a movie I'm usually pretty tired and ready to go to bed anyway but um, it's always like to the point of like I'm so tired and I'm like this has gone on so long and then like I, ch- <laughs> I check the runtime and there's still like another hour I know and I'm like are you serious <laughs> but you know you're only 20 minutes into the movie Elby. yeah 
Well, when that happens, I guess I just I, don't I've like done movies. That a lot. <laughs> you hate movies. Why do you have a movie podcast on? Uh, I don't know. You talked me into it. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's the the opposite. I quit two podcasts to do this one. At your behest, not the quitting part. I could have tried to juggle them all at the same time, uh, but I decided not uh, to because I like sanity. Yeah. <laughs> Sanity's good. Yeah. Sanity is great. Uh, sanity is underrated. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these two movies uh, present good arguments for keeping your sanity. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, sure. Don't be like those villains. And two arguments for not having children, for not becoming a mother, and screwing up someone's life. Yeah. Don't raise a serial killer. Not all moms do that, LB. Not all mo- hashtag not all moms, LB. You're getting canceled by all the moms that listen to our shows. So, thank you, Jessica. This is good. Yes. You you helped us think about some <laughs> yeah. stuff, and you explained the thing about camp to me, and that's good. Thanks. Yeah. And thanks for joining yeah, us. That's thanks. really and we cool. And we You're don't fun. hate you for not liking Black Christmas 2006. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me and for don't. not hating me. I appreciate both. <laughs> that's, that's dumb. Like, if you liked Forrest Gump, I might hate you. <laughs> so to perfect. Threaten through your section. Taylor made tracks in the house of so wax. So to perfection. Threaten through your section. Everything is fat. Hey, Andrew, have you ever heard this uh, Christmas song that was recorded by Sonic Youth called Santa Doesn't Cop Out on Dope? Probably not, since they're kind of a blind spot in my early 90s alt-rock, New York art-rock scene. Oh, that was, actually, it's a cover song, Martin Mull. The comedian Martin Mull, you know him. Oh, yeah, I do. He originally recorded the song in the 70s. But anyway, our little song in the middle there kind of reminded me of uh, Sonic Youth doing a crappy version of a crappy song. Ah, okay, cool, cool. (laughs) Cool. Thank you, because I, I produced that myself. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, I know. Um, I understand that uh, you like crap. I do. Mar- I love crap. After all. I love Mar- crap. Me Every- after everybody all. knows. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, Andrew. So what do you think about this whole black Christmas versus... I mean, not that you have to rehash your opinion uh-huh. from this show or anything, but what <laughs> yeah. do you think about this whole episode? Um, you know, as always, when I talk to someone about their film opinion, my film opinion sort of wavers a bit because I start to see their viewpoint. That's not to say that I'm going to stop loving Black Xmas because that's just not possible. However, I can see some reasons why someone might not like it, and I don't think those reasons are as dumb as I used to. So, <laughs> so thank okay. you, thank you, Jessica, for making me a little less grinchy on the haters. Yeah, it's alright, like I said. <laughs> it's alright. Her opinion's fair. Yeah, that's that's a good way to describe it. Fair. We fair. should all be fair with our opinions. All by the all all of my blah blah humdrum attitude right now is all fake. By the way, so faker, fake tude. I'm given. So where can we find Jessica on the Twitter? You should go to Twitter and look at at We Who Walk Here. We Who Walk Here. That is Jessica's handle. So if you go to her Twitter profile, you can click her link tree and see where Jessica is all over the world wide web. It's a big list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
That's it. That's not it for the end of the year. We've got something else coming up. Yes. But you'll have to wait for that. <laughs> Stay tuned. And in the meantime, go to Grumpire.com. So you can see all of our articles and uh, columns and, and playlists and all, all the stuff that we do for you, for you people. We don't do it for us. We do it for you. That's not true. That's not true at all. But also, like, go to Grumpire Online. That is our at on mm-hmm. Instagram and Twitter. Twitter. So. I guess that's all. Merry Christmas, Andrew Bargeron. Merry Christmas, LV Bargeron. Always sounds weird. It does. Why did you take my name? Why did you take my name? Uh, it's, it's under the mattress. <laughs> okay, bye. Taylor made tracks in the house of wax. Sold to perfection. Threatened through your section. Everything is fat in the house of wax. Sold to perfection. Threatened through your section. Taylor made tracks in the house of wax. Sold to perfection. Threatened through your section. Everything is fat in the house of wax. Sold to perfection. Threatened through your section. Taylor made tracks in the house of wax. Sold to perfection. Threatened through your section. Everything is fat in the house of wax. Sold to perfection. Threatened through your section. Taylor made tracks in the house of wax. Sold to perfection. Threatened through your section. Everything is fat in the house of wax.